0: Good morning everybody, good morning and welcome to the sanctuary here at Bright Temple. We praise God for you and praise God for what God is doing in your life right now. We thank God for another Lord today. Yes, there may be inclement weather on the outside, but we praise God for another morning that he's allowed us to wake up and we appreciate God's purpose that he has poured into our lives. Yes, God has a design for us and we are yet included in God's plan. And that's a reason to give God the glory, the honor and the praise on this morning. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your people. Lord, we thank you for being alive for just one more day. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we want to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, so we're entering your gates with thanksgiving. We're entering your courts with praise. We're thankful unto you, and Lord, we're going to bless your name. Lord, why? Because you are good. Your mercy is everlasting, and yes, Lord, your truth endures to all generations. Lord, touch us on this day. Bless Bless us and keep us, Lord, on this day. Lord, there's inclement weather on the outside, Lord, so touch those who have to travel, those who have to be out in it. Lord, you bless them and keep them safe, Lord. Lord, let no harm come to them. Lord, we ask that you touch us during this service, during this message. Lord, bless us and keep us and encourage somebody, somebody who this message is touching right now. They stand in the need of your help. They stand in the need of a blessing. Lord, you touch them wherever they might be. Bless them, heal them, Lord. Encourage them, strengthen them, Lord. Lord, we rebuke anxiety and depression and loneliness right now in the name of Jesus. But Lord, you said you'll be a very present help in the time of trouble. Lord, touch us at our, and meet us at the point of our need. And Lord, we'll give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for everything that you've done. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And God bless you. Come on, put those hands together wherever you are right now. Why don't you help me sing this song this morning? We're going to give God the glory. We're going to give Him the honor because we know He is worthy to be praised. Come on. Why don't you bless bless that wonderful name of Jesus? Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Come on wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name. let that wonderful name of Jesus. let that wonderful name of Jesus. We praise God for you. We praise God for this day. We praise God for this opportunity. We praise God for each of you who've come to be with us and sharing with us, even if you're sharing virtually on this morning. We praise God that you're with us and that God has blessed you and allowed you to be here just one more day. This is another day that God has made, and we want to rejoice and be glad in it because God, he has been so wonderful so kind so merciful and so good to us and for that we give him the glory the honor and the praise well saints of god we have been sharing all this year as you just saw we've been sharing for the our theme for 2022 is loading by loading as you see it on your computer screen it just means that there are things that are coming and we have to prepare for that which is coming we need to make sure that we are ready for that which is coming as we started this series on this year, we, we, the, the, our sub, subject and topic for, subtopic if you will, for the last three Sundays has been wait for it. And we discussed a few things in terms of what it requires and what it means to truly wait for something. First thing that we discussed in wait for it, we discussed the what. What is it that you're waiting for? And oftentimes we may be waiting for the wrong things. So then we need to examine our hearts, examine what we have before God to make sure that we're waiting for the right things. Remember, the Bible says, set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. And then on last week, we shared the why why are we waiting and we talked about three elements really of why we are waiting or three circumstances as to why people are waiting and if you did not watch that i encourage you to look to look at our channel on youtube youtube that's youtube.com forward slash bright temple and check us out there as to why people are waiting and there are so many categories to understand but if you if you look there when we are examining why we wait that encourages us along the way to understand how God is going to intervene on our behalf. But today, I really want to talk about how we wait. I want to talk about how to wait. We looked at the what, we looked at the why, and today I want to talk about how we wait. And we are our our scripture has been the same. We've been in Romans eight and we've been looking at verses 24 and 25. And if you go with us in the text there to Romans eight, 24 and 25, and we're looking at the English standard version and the word of the Lord there says, it says, for in this hope, we were saved. Now, if we hope for that, which is what if we have hope for that, which we've seen, that is not hope. You don't have to hope for that which you have seen. For who hopes for what he sees? But verse 25 says, but when you hope for that which is not seen, when you hope for that which is not seen, we with patience wait for it. We wait for it with patience. And that's been our topic the last few Sundays, wait for it. We wait for it with patience. So I'm going to talk about that on this morning, wait for it, part three, and we're going to discuss the how. How is it? that we should wait. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, touch us in these few destiny moments. Open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to be receptive to what you have to say to us in this moment. And Lord, let us not allow us, don't allow us to leave this destiny moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. And God keep you. When we talk about how to wait, the, 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 the scripture here is instructive because the scripture tells us In in a matter how we should wait, it says we should wait for it with patience. We wait for it with patience. So God is not only observing what we're doing, but he's observing how we do it. It's similar to how we give. When we give, the Bible tells us to give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So God is concerned not only with what we're doing, it's not only our actions, but it's important how we do it. it. We must observe how we give, we must observe how we serve, and we must give in this context. In this context, we must observe how we wait. And the Bible is instructing us here in Romans 8 and 25 that we must wait for it with patience. It's encouraging us to check, in a way, our attitude. We have to look at how we look at things. It's how how encouraged we stay while we wait. So if I'm waiting for something that God has guaranteed that is coming in my direction, then I'll wait for it a little differently than something that I might feel may not come. There are some things in life that we pray for and we hope for, and then there are some people that we depend on and we hope they do it, understand hope. We hope they do it, but there is a possibility that they fail us. There is a possibility that they don't come through. There is a possibility that it does not happen and with God because we have faith when we wait for something we ought to wait with it for it with the anticipation and understanding that God is true to his word God is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent so, but, but everything that God has promised us he will do it he shall perform it whatever he's promised he shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ it says not not one jot or tittle not one iota of God's word shall fail he's going to come through on whatever he's prom- promised so understand that, we wait for it differently because we know it's coming. You wait different when you know it's coming. It's just like with anticipation. When you anticipate eating certain places, there are certain places that you eat, you know, no matter what other circumstances might be, you know that when it comes, when you eat it, it's going to taste good. Now, sometimes we go to places and and there's a, there's a chicken place we go to in Murfreesboro. We, we, we love it. It's good. They take a long time. It takes a long time. You get, I'm talking about you get to the counter, and you're going to wait 30 to 45 minutes before, before your food is finished. Now, one of the reasons they tell you that is because they're going to cook it fresh. They're going to cook it to order. But you're going to be waiting 30 to 45 minutes for them to finish. But one thing I'm not concerned about, I know I'm going to have to wait, but I understand that when I get it, it's going to taste amazing. It tastes good because I have, so I wait for it differently. In fact, I'm willing to wait longer for things that I know when it comes, it's going to be satisfied. And and that's something that we ought to understand even in this carnal world, we'll do that. I'll I'll wait longer if they're going to do it right. Some of us, we go through those mechanical car washes and we go through and it might look all right for one day. But if, if if I go to a place where they're detailing my car, I'm going to wait longer, but I'm anticipating better results. So I'll wait longer as long as I know that the results are going to be what I anticipate. The results are going to be as expected. I'll wait longer for food that I know will be good. I'll wait longer for customer service when I know it's going to be on point. I'll wait longer at a hotel that I know is going to meet my expectations. I'll wait longer and save up longer for a trip that I know is going to meet my satisfaction. I'll wait longer for it. Some of you wait longer for jobs. You you were hoping and waiting. You were on the wait list for a job, and then you had to apply, and then you, then you had to interview a few times. But it was worth the wait, so you didn't mind waiting because you knew it was going to be satisfying once you received it. Once you got it, you knew it was going to satisfy. So that's what what it is with God. If when we know that the results are going to be satisfying, when we know that the results are going to be according to God's word, we ought to be able and willing to wait a little differently because I know God is going to come through on his word. I know that whatever he has promised me is going to happen. And I know whatever God is doing in my life right now, it is going to accrue to my good. It's going to accrue for my purpose, and it's going to cause me to be pushed further into my destiny and the purpose that God has for me. I'm talking about how we wait. And one of the ways we wait differently, you wait differently when you know and can anticipate that you're going to have good results because you wait differently. And sometimes you wait differently because what you're waiting for might be more substantial than what someone else is waiting for. What you're waiting for might be a little more substantial than what someone else is waiting for. What do you mean by that? Well, let's, let's see. If, I, if my sons ask me for a gift and, and one of them wants a phone and then one of them wants a car, now the one with the car I ought to anticipate it might take me a little bit longer to put that together. It take a little longer for me to get the funds together to get to get everything arranged to, to to go through the processes and to arrange payments and and to make sure we find the right one and to the approval process is going to be different than if I'm getting a phone so but if both of them want that the person who gets wants the phone will get it faster than the one who wants the car because it's a more substantial gift who so requires a little longer. But if my sons trust me, and they should, if I tell them they're going to get it, they're, they're anticipating and expecting that dad is going to come through on what he said. So the one who's waiting for the car, he, he's still waiting with patience. He understands it takes a little longer. He knows dad is going to come through, but he understands he's asked for a more substantial gift. And the same thing with us. Some of us are waiting for something from God that is more substantial and is not as easily and readily accessible. So but in the process of waiting, let's make sure that we don't accept the devil's substitutes. And I want you to hashtag that in the comments. Don't accept the devil's substitutes, because I promise you, when you ask for something, the devil is waiting. He's like, yeah, I got I got what you need right here. Got what you need right here. It's like the person who's selling products and items out of their car or they're laying them out on the carpet on the road. They're like, hold on, hey, brother, I got what you got. What you want? What you want? I got it right here. The, the, the devil is always ready and willing to give you something to, that seems to satisfy what you asked of God. But don't be, don't, don't be concerned if you've fallen for that. Abraham fell for it. God told him that he was going to have a son of promise through his wife, Sarah. But Abraham couldn't wait. So then he took Sarah's handmaid, Hagar, and had Ishmael because he couldn't wait for what God had promised him. I'm telling you, the devil will always offer substitutes when you ask something of God. And I'm telling you right now, I'm warning you, don't accept the devil's substitutes. Because if I'm waiting for something substantial for God, I'm waiting for it. The Bible, the word is telling us here in 8 and 25, I don't see it. So I'm waiting for it with patience because I trust God on what he is about to do. I trust him and I believe he's going to come through on that thing that may just take a little bit longer. Let me give you an example there's a big difference between the, the birth cycle of an elephant and a dog. Big difference between the birth cycle of an elephant and a dog. During the time that it takes for the mother to birth one elephant, the dog might get pregnant and deliver several litters of puppies. It may deliver a, a litter in five months. It may deliver another litter five months after that. It may get pregnant and deliver a third litter five months after that while the elephant is still pregnant with one baby cycle of the elephant, the mother elephant is going to be pregnant for about 18 months. But when she gives birth, she's giving birth to an elephant. She's not giving birth to a little dog. That elephant is going to be large. That elephant is going to come out Almost already ready to stand on its own and, and prepared to walk around. It's going to be huge. It's going to be big because she has to wait longer to give birth to something. Get this. That's more substantial than the dog. It takes longer. She's pregnant with it for longer. She struggles with it for longer. She carries it for longer because it's more substantial. And I came to tell and encourage somebody right there because right now you're upset and you're frustrated with somebody who has delivered several times something that is less substantial than what God has promised you. Don't get frustrated where you are. Don't get discouraged where you are because God has something that is being, being, is being birthed in you. Something that is growing in you, that is more substantial, that is, that is larger. And all you have to do is wait for what God is trying to birth in you. Don't get frustrated by what other people are doing. Don't get frustrated by what they're saying. Don't get frustrated by what they're giving birth to. But I need you to continue to wait with patience for that which God is trying to do in your life. Don't allow it to distract you from what God has told you is going to happen in your life. Wait for it with patience. Final thing I want to share with you and I'm finished. I want to share with you that sometimes when we're talking about the devil's substitutes, we can be distracted by shiny things when we're not living and breathing according to God's will. When we are not in line with God's will, then we will be distracted by other things. The devil can more easily distract you when you are not in line with God's will than what he's trying to do in your life. It's easy to be distracted when you're not in line with his will. He's trying to do things in your life, but if you're not in line with his word, if you don't have to pray, if you're not praying, the word says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation." What he's saying is that you must continually be fine tuned with God's word and his direction and his will for your life. That means I, if I'm aligned with God's purpose, I understand that God may have me waiting in this season, but I trust him so much that I'm going to keep waiting. and I'm going to trust him so much that I'm going to wait with patience and not discouragement. That means when somebody asks you, this is what I'm talking about, being aligned with God's will, as opposed to someone who's not. When I'm in line with God's will, I can wait and still be excited. I can still be excited about God. Somebody can ask you, has the thing that you ask God for, has it happened? You know, baby, but it's going to happen. I'm believing God and I'm trusting that it's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. It's going to happen on God's time. God's going to allow it to come into my life when I'm ready. And that's what I'm waiting for. I can wait with patience. I can wait with anticipation. I can wait with expectation. And I can wait with enthusiasm when I'm in line with what God is trying to do in my life. Because I, 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 I'm praying daily. I'm reading God's word, so I'm in tune with what God's trying to say, what God's trying to do for me. So I don't wait and say, because some people wait, they're waiting on God, that, has that thing happened yet? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I, I think it's going to happen. I hope it's going to happen. That's somebody who's not in tune with God's way. Again, go back to my example. I'm just a man, but when I tell my sons I'm going to do something for them, they're expecting it. They're anticipating They're waiting with expectation because they believe I'm going to do it. Remember, Jesus gave the example. He said, even the evil man, the evil man, if a man asks him for a fish, he won't give him a serpent. If he asks for bread, he won't give him a stone. How much more will our heavenly father provide for us? How much more will our heavenly father come through on his word when he has promised us something? If I'm waiting with anticipation and expectation and I'm believing and trusting God for what he has said, then that that means I don't get discouraged right here. One songwriter put it this way, he said, you don't have to wait till the battle is over. You can shout right now because God has already promised what he's going to do. God is already going to make it happen. Remember when the the disciples encountered the sea and they were in the middle of the sea and it got stormy along the sea and they got frustrated. and They woke Jesus up and said, you know, carest thou not that we perish while we're in the middle of this storm. They forgot that before they even started the journey, Jesus said, let's get in the boat and go over to the other side. Jesus had already declared what was going to happen. And if they had just trusted and believed him at his word, they could have waited with patience and understanding even in the middle of the storm. And I'm saying that to somebody because while you're waiting, storms are going to keep coming. Storms don't stop just because you're waiting for something amazing from God. Oh, I'm waiting for something amazing from God. It's not going to be like waiting in the waiting room at the doctor's office. You're going to encounter the fiery darts of the devil. You're going to encounter setbacks. You're going to encounter trials. You're going to encounter loss. You're going to encounter grief. The devil is going to attack you on every side. So while you're waiting with patience for that which is coming, understand that trials and storms are still coming. Well, that's why you have to rely more on what you've heard than what you see. Telling it's more important to rely more on what God has told you than what you see on the outside. Because when you rely on what you heard, it reminds me of Elisha. Elisha said after he had declared himself with the, with the, with the respect and with the backing of the Lord, he said, there will be no more rain these years except at my word. And after the drought had come and then God had spoken and given him another revelation, he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. But when he heard the sound of the abundance of rain, he sends up his servant up the mountain and he says, go look out and see what is coming. Do you see the clouds gathering? Do you see lightning in the distance? Do you hear the low, the low roll of thunder out over the atmosphere? Do you hear it? And when he came back, the the servant said, there is nothing and Elijah kept telling him to go again why because he was not relying upon what the servant saw but he was more relying upon what he heard and what God had showed him what God had delivered in his spirit what God had allowed to resound in his ears is the sound of the abundance of rain. And I came to tell somebody right now that you ought to hear a rumbling in the distance. You ought to hear, you ought to, your ears ought to perceive lightning flashing over the horizon. Your, your, your ears ought to hear the pitter patter of rain on, on the pavement of your life because God is saying, I'm going to do it. And even when you don't see it, You need to rely more upon what you heard from God than what you're seeing with your own eyes because your eyes will deceive you. Your eyes will lie lie to you. The only thing the devil has the ability to do is change your vision, make it look like it's not going to happen because it causes you to move from where you are. If he causes you to stop believing in what God said, if if you will permit the devil to get in your mind so you become dissuaded, so you become distracted before you become despondent to the word of God, then you will move away from the place of promise. Move away from the place of favor that God has designed for you. That's all the devil wants to do. He's trying to arrange your atmosphere. He's trying to arrange your environment so it looks like it's not going to happen. So stop relying upon what your eyes sees, But you still need to rely more upon what you heard from God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm going to leave you with this. After I've told you, you need to rely more upon what you heard than what you saw. I'll give you an example that happened to me even this past week of me relying more upon what I saw than understanding what I needed to do. I was in a a training this week, and during the course of this training, we were in a hotel, a hotel that was unfamiliar to me. But but we'd been there several days, we'd been there three days, and during that time we'd taken many breaks in the course of the training, and I I had gone to the bathroom several times, probably seven or eight times during the course of the training. And then on the last day of the training, and I, I was going to the men's restroom, and then I almost walked into the women's restroom. That had not happened to me the seven or eight times before that, but on this particular time, I, I, I started walking. I almost walked in the women's restroom instead of the men's. And there was only one thing different this time than before. This time, the door to the women's restroom was open. And because it was open, it was also almost like a natural reaction of mine to walk into the open door, even though it was the wrong one. I walked past the men's restroom for the first time in, in the time I'd been there. I never made that mistake. But the difference was the men's restroom door was closed and the women's restroom door was open and it's like it was a natural reaction in my body to, op- to walk through the open door. So I want to warn somebody, warn somebody who's waiting that while you're waiting, don't get distracted by the devil's open doors. Don't get distracted by the devil's open doors. Every door that's open to you, God didn't open it. Let me say that to you. Every door, because I, I, I'll testify for myself, you'll have to testify for your, on your own. You have your own testimony. Every door that's open to you does not mean that God opened it. That's why it's so important to be in tune with God's will and his word and his way, because if you get distracted, if you do not follow his will, if you do not follow his word, you walk through an open door thinking that God opened it. But let me tell you a couple of things that I've learned from that. Is that it's our natural tendency as human beings to go through the path of least resistance. It's our natural tendency to go through doors that that, that don't to walk in ways that don't require much of us. I think the the, pro, the uh, poet Robert Frost said, two roads diverged into a narrow wood, and you know, sorry I couldn't carry, couldn't travel both and things. He says, looked down each as far as I could, and then he realized that one was well-traveled and then one was untouched. And in the poem, he decided, I'm gonna take the road that was less traveled, the road that had not been beaten down, the road where the grass was still up. And he said, that seem to be the path that I should take. And sometimes, and I'm going to tell you along God's path, you're going to encounter resistance. So even when God makes a way for you, if you see resistance along the way, that's probably the right path. God will make ways for you. God will open doors for you. But that means even along that open door and that path, I'm still going to be attacked by the devil. Don't be distracted by the devil's open door thing i saw saw so the first thing i noticed from that is that i was distracted by the open door my body naturally wanted to go through the path of least resistance even though it was the wrong door the fact in fact the fact that it was open distracted me from seeing the door that i needed to go through because it was open that was a distraction I, i just like the devil he distracts us to go in ways that we shouldn't go also i couldn't see my way i couldn't see the fact that it was the women's door because it was open I had to stop and check and notice that I was going down the wrong path. It took me another, a second, a moment. And then I stepped back and went through the door that I had to open because that was the way that I should go. We need to make sure that we're reflected because the devil, not only will he distract us, he will cause us to not look for signs. We'll miss signs. I, and I, I, I'm speaking to somebody right now. You've missed signs. You've missed red flags. And that's what the devil does. Sometimes we want something so bad. We ignore the signs along the way that are telling us that's not the path. That's not the way to go. I know I'm speaking to somebody right now. You've been in a relationship with red flags along the way, with signs all along the way. This isn't the way to go. This isn't the way you should do it. This is not the path for you. You become so distracted, you're ignoring the signs that God's given you to turn around. Some of you might be in a job right now. Everything's falling apart. Your relationship's falling apart. You're you're losing your mind. You're you're, you're so emotionally distraught that you can't attend to your own needs and you can't attend to the needs of your family. And God's flashing signs for you along the way telling you to turn around, telling you that there's a better path for you, but you're missing it because you're distracted by the money. You're distracted by other things, but you're not seeing God's sign to you that this is not the way that you need to go. I'm telling you to pause a moment. It's time to pray, it's time to reflect. It's time to make sure that I'm walking according to God's path. And this is the final thing I wanna share for you with that story and I'm gonna pray. It only took one moment for me to correct my mistake. It only took me one moment. I stepped past the the men's door that was closed I looked and I was distracted by the light that was coming from the open door. But I just paused for a moment and then I looked at the side. Didn't even step through the door. Paused for a moment, corrected my feet, corrected my course. And then I followed the path that I needed to go. I'm telling somebody right now who, you've walked far along that road, you've walked far down that path and you feel like that you can't turn around. Sometimes the devil will tell you, it's too late now. It's too late for you. You've gone too far. You, you've, strung, you, you've strayed too far from God. You've been in this relationship too long. You've accrued too much time on this job. You, you've invested too much. You're too old. You're too late. Your time has passed. Your season is over. I'm telling you, even with God, it only takes a footnote to correct your steps. And to follow God's path. The songwriter said, Lord, order my steps in your word. And David said it this way. He said, Lord, let your word be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So how am I waiting? I'm waiting with expectation. Because I know that God is going to do whatever he has declared. I'll wait longer. Because I know I'll be satisfied when I receive what God has for me. I also wait longer. Why? Because maybe what God has for me, like the elephant, it might be more substantial than what somebody else is praying for. Yes, they got what they, they asked for. They've already received it. It's already been packaged. And, and, and don't you be dissuaded. Don't you be discouraged because somebody seems to re, be receiving a barrage of things that they, they've asked of God. God still has something waiting for you and what he's packaged for you. It may just take a little longer to grow. It may take a little longer to be delivered, but God, He's faithful to his word. And finally, while you're waiting, don't be distracted. Stay in line. Stay connected to God's word. Stay connected in prayer. Because you cannot allow the devil to distract you with his open doors. But even if he does, it's not too late. I chose the wrong door. I went down the wrong path. I I, I ran that through that door and walked down the wrong way. But baby, it's still not too late. All it takes is a moment to change your mind, correct your course, and go through the door that God has made available for you. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your encouragement in teaching us, Lord, what to wait for, why we're waiting, and how we should wait. Lord, even like the man who inquired of Jesus for healing, Lord, he said, Lord, I have faith, but Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, right now, help our unbelief in areas where we are weak. Help us to be strong. Help us to understand how to wait with patience and anticipation. We might have to wait a little longer, but Lord, we know that you're going to come through on your word. And whatever you declare is going to be, it's going to be according to your word. All we have to do is wait with expectation, with anticipation, with joy. We're believing by faith that you're going to do everything that you said you're going to do. And we're praising you for it in advance right now. I dare you, wherever you are, just to praise God in advance right now. I'm praising you. I'm giving you the glory and the honor right now, Lord. I'm not waiting until my storm is over. I'm not waiting until my situation is over. I'm not waiting for the storm to pass. I'm not waiting for my next season. But right now, Lord, I'm giving you the glory. I'm giving you the honor. I'm giving you the praise. Because I know you're going to do exactly what you said. Lord, we're asking these things. In our precious son, Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God, give you give you encouragement and strength as you follow this path. For those of you who've been watching us virtually, I praise God for you joining in with us. And we pray that you live with expectations, that you wait with patience, and that you receive God with great anticipation. Because I'm telling you right now, what you're waiting for, God is already depositing that and your account. Be blessed is my prayer. God bless you. I hope and pray that each of you are touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line and in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.